0: Putting Two and Two Together, Season Zero. Episode 0.10, Arbor Day.
1: This way! You keep saying that. We're almost there. You keep saying that too. Want me to shut up? I want to know where we're going. This way. That's not what I meant.
2: Just Trust me.
1: I'm carrying a shovel and a sapling through the forest in the middle of the night. If that's not trust, I don't know what is. You want me to carry it? I'd rather know I were here. I'll
2: tell you when we get there.
1: That's not what I meant.
2: No one forced you to
1: come. How about coerced?
2: How about asked?
1: asked with the pitiful poppy dog eyes? They worked, didn't they? Stop it. I wanted to do this together. Sweetie, I don't even know what this is. Where's your sense of adventure? I'm gonna slug you in a minute.
2: I'm glad you're here.
1: Where else would I be on a Thursday night? I'm serious. So am I. I really do love when you get all playful and mysterious on me.
2: But?
1: I hate it when you get all playful and mysterious on me.
2: That makes absolutely no sense.
1: Good, we're even. I love you. I love you more.
2: So it's a competition now?
1: Always.
2: And you think you're winning?
1: Tell me where we're going, and we'll see. Nice try. We're going to get caught.
2: Not if you keep your voice down.
1: There could be surveillance cameras. In
2: the middle of a forest?
1: Uh, What about Google Maps? Google Maps? They take pictures from outer space. We're not doing anything wrong. Then why are we here in the middle of the night? I have... Your reasons. Fine. Where are you going?
2: Back to the truck.
1: What? You obviously
2: don't want to be here.
1: No! Let's just go. I was kidding. I don't want to force you to
2: do anything you don't want to. You're not. This is really important.
1: I get it. Do you? Well, I don't get it, get it. But I know it's important to you. It is. I just wish you'd tell me why. It's Arbor Day! Arbor Day.
2: Well, it will be at midnight.
1: Excuse me?
2: Arbor Day is a holiday where you, um...
1: Plant a tree. I know. But where does it say you have to do it at night? In the middle of nowhere?
2: Would it help if I told you I want my present to meet my past?
1: Now you're talking in riddles. I used to come here a lot.
2: In my teens. And a little beyond.
1: In the middle of the night?
2: I have never seen it in the daylight.
1: Okay. It was
2: a place to go, and I didn't feel like driving around aimlessly.
1: Oh, so you walked around the woods aimlessly.
2: No, I had a purpose. In the dark? I knew where I was going. I could always get there by instinct alone.
1: There? Yes. Where's there?
2: All the better to show you, my dear.
1: But. Why
2: sit here and argue when you could have the answer in
1: ten minutes? Please help me understand.
2: You will when you see her.
1: Her? You dragged me in the middle of nowhere to find a woman?
2: Keep your voice down.
1: To hell with my voice. It's not a real her. I am trying really hard to understand you, James.
2: She's a tree.
1: Excuse me?
2: I never felt right calling her an it, But yes, we are here to see a tree. This
1: is so messed up.
2: Will you at least hear me out? Christine.
1: I'm listening.
2: You know I didn't have an easy childhood. I never really felt like I belonged anywhere, least of all at home with my folks. So I'd find an excuse, any excuse to get out and go. So you'd come here? Oh, I went all over the place. Beaches, parks, playgrounds. Once I even tried a cemetery, bad idea. Not exactly the best place to go when you want to be comfortable. Especially at night. First time I came here, it started pouring and I got lost. The ground was all muddy and I could barely see where I was walking. But something told me to keep walking. That I'd be safe if I just listened to my surroundings.
1: Like you were doing earlier.
2: So I kept walking on and on through twists and turns until I finally came to a clearing. This clearing. And the strangest thing happened. As quickly as the rain started, it stopped. And I could see everything around me. And that's when I got a glimpse of her off in the distance. Where? That way. Down the hill and across that stream.
1: We have to cross a stream?
2: Relax. There's a bridge now. I wasn't so lucky then.
1: At least you are already soaked from the rain. That's the moral you're getting out of this? Just making a point. Continue.
2: I finally made it across, and on the other side was this lone willow tree right by the path. She just stood there in all her glory. Enormous, with huge limbs that begged you to climb into her arms. So majestic... And yet so lonely. Lonely? Well, there wasn't another tree around for maybe about 50 yards in either direction. And the ones that were around were all other types. Uh, Pine, maple, oak, but no willow. She looked so out of place. But to me, she was the center of attention. Maybe because I knew how she felt. And for the first time in my life, I felt like I was home. I know how I sound.
1: You're making a hell of a lot more sense than you did before. Thank you. Go on.
2: So, after that night, I'd come here whenever I was feeling lonely or sad or just mad at the world. And I kept her company while I'd relax in her branches. And she taught me how to be strong without worrying about how I'd fit in. I mean, she had the strength and the room to thrive, even if she was alone.
1: It must have worked. You're more secure than anyone I know.
2: I don't know about that.
1: Don't argue with me. You are.
2: Thank you. But you had a lot to do with that, too. You were the first actual person who believed in me.
1: You are a good man, James.
2: When I met you, you became my world. I no longer needed to escape. I didn't even want to try. So I'd spend less and less time here, and I felt guilty leaving her alone after everything she did for me.
1: What's the sapling for?
2: You'll think it's silly.
1: James!
2: It's time she had a companion. I mean, I want to start coming here again. I want us to come here. But she needs to have someone or something to keep her company the rest of the time. You're right, it's stupid. No! I'm being overly sentimental.
1: You're not, though.
2: I spent my adult life romanticizing a tree. What would you call it?
1: You don't hold the monopoly on sentiment, James.
2: I never said I did.
1: I couldn't have been more than nine years old. My mother used to take my friends and me to the beach every Saturday. One day, we got tired of building sandcastles castles and splashing around, so we decided to play hide and seek, and I found the most perfect hiding spot. There's a secret cove down by the old lighthouse. If you stand in just the right spot, there's a ledge on the side where you can lay back and feel the waves crash all around you. And you'd be hidden from anyone who looked down into the cove. I spent hours just watching the waves crashing into the rocks below, safely tucked away where no one could bother me. Of course, when you're nine and you're with your mom at the beach, Hiding where no one can find you isn't the smartest thing to do.
2: I bet you caught hell for that.
1: (laughs) And then some. It didn't matter, though. Ever since that day, I'd sneak off there whenever I could. Catching hell every so often was worth it, as long as I could spend some me time in a magical place like that. I'd
2: love to see it sometime.
1: You will. I'm sorry if I ruined your night. You didn't. You had this plan, and I wouldn't shut up. Christine. Christine. I behaved like a real jerk.
2: I'm the jerk. Talking and riddles.
1: <laughs> there is that.
2: I should have told you from the beginning.
1: I don't think I would have believed you anyway. And now? There isn't a doubt in my mind. You mean that? I really do. You hopeless romantic you.
2: In that case, there is one more thing.
1: Oh, I'm afraid to ask.
2: I was going to give this to you after we planted the sapling. But I don't want to wait anymore. Is this... Do I have to explain everything to you? Yes! It's a ring? I'm proposing?
1: No, I mean, yes, I will marry you. I love you. I love you equally the same.
2: Oh, it's almost midnight. You ready to cross the stream?
1: With or without the bridge? Up to you. Surprise me.
2: Now that's what I like to hear. Come on.
1: Happy Arbor Day, James.
2: Happy Arbor Day, my lifelong companion.
0: Putting Two and Two Together, Season Zero. Episode 0.10, Arbor Day. Written, directed, and produced by Peter Cosmas Sophronis. Episode adapted from his play, Arbor Day. Series based on his play, Two and Two Together, which can be purchased on Amazon.com. James Rogers was played by John Volante. Christine Reed was played by Presley Duck. Theme music by Valerie Forgione. Sound editing by Peter Cosmos Sofronis. Special thanks to Leonard Kaplan. In addition to Season Zero, 24 episodes of Season One and 24 episodes of Season Two are available for download on multiple podcast platforms. James and Christine will be back when putting two and two together returns for season three. Please visit www.petersophronis.com for further information. On behalf of the cast and crew, thank you for listening.